Recording. Th- three, two, one. Hey, all you little baby people! You're all babies now, and you're listening to the Split Screen Gaming Podcast. My name is Chad Michaelinis. My name is, I believe it's Holden DePardo. It is still Holden DePardo, and oh, this is the Occasionally Weekly Podcast, where we talk to you about video games from the comfort of my bed. In my underwear, I'm wearing panda underwear right now from MeUndies. No sponsor, just really comfortable underwear. Just to clarify, I'm in my own bed right now and not in bed with Chad. Just to But we clarify. are both wearing my one pair of underwear. <laughs> we share underwear. We do. We share the underwear. Like, hey, are you wearing the panda underwear today? Cool. I'll be sure to be in that same pair of panda yeah, underwear. Yeah, I wear the you. right leg, you wear the left leg. I wear the ball coverage, and then you wear the butthole patch. Yep. I need the butthole patch because I just I take up more space in it. Yeah, and then we trade off the waistband. Yep. But I usually take more of it. That's just how it rolls. How Shout it rolls. Goes. Speaking of rolls, this is a gaming podcast. <laughs> and I see you the spend connection there. Rolls of quarters times six on games, and you play games like similar to rolling a hoop down a street with a stick. All right. See? If you ever Boom. played Segway. games. Segway. <laughs> Have you ever played like a uh, any sort of arcade game where you put quarters in and yeah. you had to put more quarters and continue? I've never done that before. Really? Yeah, never. That's because you're a baby child. I mean, I played like Dave and Buster's games and stuff. I guess that kind of counts. But no, I mean, like I remember at so my sisters used to take ice skating lessons, mm-hmm. and while they were ice skating, there was a little kind of little arcade room, and we used to play Street Fighter there. I don't believe that. I and, think you uh, were on the sidelines watching your sister ice skate, all giddy and happy, wishing mm, you could be out maybe there. Maybe I was. Maybe you were. We don't What's judge this podcast. That? We don't no. judge this podcast. We saying, don't judge people on this that. podcast. We're not your mom. <laughs> that was my mom is very Daniel judgmental. Tosh joke. Yeah. Is that Daniel Tosh, Tosh joke? I don't judge people. I'm not my mom. <laughs> that sounds like a Daniel Tosh joke. I said I found a new comedian by the way this week that I'm like super pumped about. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Anthony Jeselnik? That I, that name sounds familiar mostly because I think of Jizz every time you hear his name. I mean, it's kind of part of the name. I'll I'll send you some stuff of his. He's really dark and really funny, and I love it. It's great. Dark and funny. Yeah. Just like Amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a real special episode today. I'm a little tie-tie. I'm a little worn out. Oh, as am I. I drove, like three hours today so i'm exhausted nice dude get it hot uh hold on have you been playing anything this week i actually have been i tell me everything you've ever played in one week well i didn't play a lot of games because i had a lot of homework this week but um i went to my backlog and i played firewatch Ooh, that's on my uh in my backlog folder it's um so I haven't beaten it yet. So I haven't got to the end of the end of the story quite yet. But it's, the whole thing it's, is like what three hours? Well, I, like I said, I have not had much time to play it. I'm pretty oh close to the end. I feel though, I'm getting to a point where I'm like things are starting to feel like they're going to wrap up. It's really good. I really, I think there's two ways to look at the game. There is the story elements, and then there's the game elements of it. Yeah. And the story elements are awesome. I love the characters and they're bickering back and forth. Um, when you kind of explore the forest, you can find certain things that will prompt conversations um i guess for people who don't know what firewatch is you are a fire watcher in a national park and your only other character you communicate with is someone over walkie talkie and i will kind of leave it at that because the story of why he's there in the park is kind of part of the narrative so i won't ruin that detail but it's kind of nice like you'll you'll walk up and you'll find a turtle and it'll be like a little like prompt has a walkie talkie next to it so you lift up your walkie talkie and you're like hey like there's a turtle out here. Should I keep him? Like, what What should I name the turtle? And you just kind of have this, like, conversation back and forth. And it just, they're really rich characters, really strong characters. And they're people that you believe in, that they're actually real. And I enjoyed hearing from uh, the woman on the other side of the walkie-talkie. Like, it just, I wanted to talk to her. It was it was kind of nice that way. Um, so everything story-related is great. I absolutely love it. The technical side, however, struggles a little bit. Yeah where I'll just be walking in the woods and it'll just start dropping frames like crazy. Which Dude, leaves are hard to render. They are hard to render and actually forests are hard to render in general, but hence the lost woods. When the whole point of the game is walking around, there shouldn't really be like I don't know a developer, so I don't really know what goes into making the software of it, but I can't imagine there's really that much 
like there's no there's no artificial intelligence like AI they have to worry about. There's no um like combat systems or anything like, that. like you're just walking. So like I'm not sure why it's dropping frames and it's really annoying well, cuz it kind of takes me out. Here's the question. Your main character is a tubby gentleman, is he not? Um he's you quite kind of have a say a little bit in what he looks like to an extent, but he is large. So yes. could it be that you're doing a lot of walking in the woods and he's getting tired? So the frame rate is slowing down? Because <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, indicative of what your console is doing. So if he gets tired, your console gets tired. Right, and he he's a big totally. man. Totally. He's a big man. I so think you're spot said. on there. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how software works. It's it's game design. Like, that's, that's brilliant game design. That's oh, the fatter your character, the slower the frame rate. Well, that's why there's a stamina bar in Breath of the Wild. Because that's, like, if you run under your stamina bar, your console, your Switch will just crash because it right. can't handle anymore right and as you get more stamina you're actually improving the power of your console via the cloud via the cloud yeah they, they worked with microsoft on that one yeah yeah that's why for that's the why. cloud gin <laughs> is that all you played yeah that's literally all that i played nice i've not had much time to play video games at all this week i played a lot of video games this week i'm gonna take a while yes wait don't tell me you played i can see it in I your played future four you played destiny. video games well i played four video games that weren't destiny or is one of them destiny one of them is destiny oh okay destiny is becoming a part of my life where i'm honestly like scheduling it into my day like i would when i'm going to the gym like i think all right Tomorrow morning on Monday, I'm waking up at 4.45 so I can go to the gym at 5.30 so I can be back, take a shower, go to work, and then I'm going to come home from rehearsal tomorrow night, and then I'm going to play Destiny for an hour and a half, and then I'm going to go to bed. And then, like, I'm scheduling it into my day like that mm-hmm. because it's it's consuming me. Well, let's – it's like I – I can't remember what day it was, but I, we were talking um, – and we're figuring like plans of when we were gonna go see Blade Runner, and you're and I'm like, oh, you're gonna go, you're gonna play Destiny tonight though, right? He goes, no, I'm gonna go to bed early so I can wake up early and play Destiny right. before work. <laughs> That's right. I, so, yeah, I, have I a played that. right now. In like a few months, right? You're gonna have a period where you can't play Destiny or or like you play another game or something like that, and you're gonna be like, why not? What? Why did I play Destiny? That was such a waste of time because it's exactly what happened with Destiny One. I'm calling nope. it right now. I'm nope. calling Here's what's it right gonna now. happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna power up all three classes. I'm gonna beat the game with all of them. I'm gonna get everything except for the raid, which means like I'm gonna have almost all the trophies. And then as soon as the first expansion pack comes out and the light level increases and the raid gets easier, I'm gonna do that raid and then boom, I'm gonna platinum that thing. And I'm just going to keep playing forever for the rest of my life. So that's how uh, life works now. Really? So you're going to play for the rest of your life? Yeah, I guess that's an eye occupation. Do you take this wife to be your or your, to be your bride or whatever? Like, I can't. I'm playing Destiny Do you right take now. this wife to be your bride? I don't know how it goes, whatever. but I think that's how it goes. That's Can you officiate my wedding? <laughs> Do you take this wife to be your bride or whatever? <laughs> I object. I think that's how Neil Patrick Harris does it in, um, in How About Your Mother, because he is able to officiate weddings in that and that's exactly how he did his that's not yeah. true yeah I, all the people um, who officiate weddings it's probably the worst person to reference you're a reference i am a reference i also played this week pokemon go a lot uh, i i only mention this because like, i specifically like not just on my way to work or on my way to places i went that... out for hours to go try and catch Entei. Uh, wait, wait, you, yeah Entei. i was gonna say what's the dog that came out this week yeah, yep Entei. yep and i uh encountered him a lot i fought him a lot and beat him a lot in raids but he always got away i wasn't able to catch him that's how it is in pokemon anyway pokemon gold version he just runs away from you i know i know but see it only took me it only took me like a maximum of four or five tries to get any of the other birds or to get the fucking electric cat dog I don't remember what it is. I just know. I know Raikou. Raikou. I don't know the other ones. Raikou. So I was just so discouraged Raikou by Raikou sounds Entei. too much like Raichu. You sound like Raichu. No, I sound like Holden DePardo. Holden. Raichu. See, it's an anagram. Rearrange the letters. <laughs> so I played and that. Onyx. I was disappointed. I stalked a little Asian old couple around because they were also <laughs> going around trying to fight it. And I just happened to show up at all the places that they were fighting it. That's so, funny. Uh, I don't know, the image of just you following this like old couple around. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon it's this old Asian, and I would always be like half a city block behind them as we were walking from gym to gym. <laughs> uh, I also played. I'm You're a little like late Team to the Rocket game on following this one. Ash and, and all them around. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Trying to steal their Pokemon as soon as they catch it. Um, to my knowledge, they did not catch Entei either on any of our successful raid attempts. 
I also I'm played so a new sorry. game, and by new I mean it's an old game because it launched with PlayStation VR, but I played it for the first time because it's free currently with PlayStation Plus, and that is Rigs. Which is oh, like yeah. they wanted it to be like the multiplayer shooter, um, kind of maybe like an esport type com- and contender. And it is revolutionary. It is not. boring. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It is boring because there was literally like twenty five minutes of tutorial before I even got to fight somebody, before I even got to shoot a gun. I hate that in games. But are you excited to play this game? In a half hour? I mean, I, I kind of get it for this one because with VR, they had to teach you all the mechanics of VR, how the aiming works, and this is a fast-paced game. So you got to, like, understand all the controls and things like that. So it's a very complicated game. But the problem is once I got over all of that stuff and then I actually played a match, I was like, I don't know whether I just fucking sucked really bad, but I was only alive, and it felt like it was really easy to kill everybody. Like, I was only alive for three, four seconds at a time. So I, um... I didn't enjoy that time so much. I also, I think it's with a VR sucked. game, you have That's to play with every single type. I'm not going to acknowledge you because I'm better than that. Um, <laughs> you kind of did acknowledge me. You have though, to go through. You have to go that. through all the settings and play with like, all right, what if I do it with the quarter of a turn? What I have to do it with my head is the aimer, or if I use a left thumbstick to aim and things like that. So I had to go through all of those as well, and I don't know. This kind of made me sick a little bit too, which doesn't happen often in VR. So I didn't have a great time with rigs, but it was really free, sick so during pl- VR. You you have the most resilience to playing VR that I'm aware of. So it was mostly the the mode where if surprising. you move your head, not only does it move your aiming reticle, but it also moves the camera with your head. So okay, but the camera's always just like a little bit behind. I'm sure this is so, great for the yeah. audio podcast because I'm actually moving my head in real space and my mouth is getting further away. From the no, they can tell. So I played Regs, meh, but it's free, so try it before November, uh, if you have a VR. And, uh, finally, my fourth game, I Amnesia? beat Mario Kingdom Rabbit Battle. Oh, for that's the, right, for the you stars. told me about this, which I still need to beat, I kind of stopped at the end of World yeah, 3. Yeah, it was worth beating, there was, uh, I was upset that World 2 and didn't have more, like, rabid integration with traditional Mario characters, like they did with mm-hmm. Rabbit Kong and the little goddamn shit piranha plant like things like that I was yeah. like man what a great opportunity there was a little bit more of that in world four and i was excited to see that there wasn't um, that much of it in world three either to my recollection no uh so i was excited for that there was it was a lot more of the same uh you get to you get yoshi finally almost at the very end of the game you get yoshi but yeah, it was it's fun. I had to finish it though. I was like, I can't leave this unfinished because South Park comes out next week, and then ten days later is Super Mario Odyssey. Hell yeah! So I got yeah. some shit to play. Plus, I got to fit Destiny into my daily life. So Super Mario Odyssey is a tough one because I really want to go through my backlog before I get any more games. But oh, no. I really want to play Super, Super Mario, Mario Odyssey, Odyssey. You dumb bitch. I really want to get. That's it. the whole reason this console exists. Fuck Zelda. Uh, incorrect. The reason that the console no, exists is for ARMS, obviously. Shut up. <laughs> do you even play that game anymore? No, no one does. No, it's I played it. It's a dumb game. Um, oh, that reminds me, actually, I did play one more game this week. What did you play? A game I played a lot of, but it was my brother's birthday. Boost 2. Uh, no, I didn't. It was my brother's birthday. He turned 12 okay. years old on Saturday. Okay. So yesterday. And Can you drive he a got, car yet? Uh, he drove Mario Kart Oh, what an idiot. He got Mario Kart. Yet. So we got to play Mario Kart online together, and I showed him no mercy. <laughs> 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 I was so cruel. Yeah. He was like, we should play 100cc. I'm like, you should try out 150 and see how you like that. Oh, that poor little baby. <laughs> no, he's played Mario Kart Wii like a bunch, so he knows how name? to play 150. Desmond, Brian, Grayson. Matilda? Brian is my dad's name, though, so that was Grayson. two great guesses. Is it Grayson Sanford? No, it's Grayson George. He was George. a troublemaker in my neighborhood as a kid. Mm-hmm. Was that your brother? It was. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Does that work? Hey, let's, let's talk about some news. Oh, is there news? I heard that some stuff happened this week. Not a lot. Why don't you start with the biggest story? Okay, I'm gonna start with the biggest story. Stardew Valley is available on Switch now. Yep. Are you gonna play that? <laughs> no. I, what is it exactly? I don't even it's, really know. It's, it's, it's like a farming simulator. It's like Harvest Moon. Oh yeah, I'm never gonna play that. <laughs> I was hooked to shit on Harvest Moon though, as everyone on this podcast has heard before. My mm-hmm. stories of Harvest Moon and Game Boy Color. Um, 
but yeah, I, I ain't got time for that. I mean, people who play this game have like 400 hours in it. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to pick my battles. I'm sure it's great and it's addicting as hell, but ain't got time for that. You ain't got time for that? Same reason why I haven't played Persona 5. I want to play it a lot. I heard it's really great, but ain't got time for that. Mm. So yeah, out of that news story when they are when they announced the date and then by now it's already out so hey go get it if you're into it cool cool it was the people were super pumped about it i don't have a lot of interest in that i have two related stories i'm going to share here oh they're both related to they can't uh, get married so you cannot officiate their wedding no nor would they want me to um they're both rockstar related stories me smash mouth Yep, yeah, absolutely. They're both both about Smash Mouth. No, Rockstar. All-Star Royale Battle Mouth. Overrated game, or underrated Smash. game. I actually liked that game. I um, like that game, too. So the first one is that there have been ratings for the um, PlayStation Store for Midnight Club 3, GTA Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, and Max Payne 2. So those might be coming to the PlayStation 4, which would be kind of exciting, because I really Aren't enjoyed... Are those already first... out as PS2 classics? No, not yet. That's that's the thing, is that they are being talked about. I would play Max Payne 2, because the Max Payne 1 came out on on uh, mobile, I believe. Yeah. And I liked it a lot, actually. That was a fun game. You played it, it on cool. mobile and enjoyed I it did, on mobile? I did play it on mobile and enjoyed wow. it on mobile. It's um, it's basically it's a 3D action shooter, but it had the bullet time effect where you could like slow down and like jump in the air and slow down time and shoot guys as you're jumping yeah. in the air. And they did that pre-Matrix. Praytrix. Praytrix. So that's cool. And then the other one, which is, I think, less plausible, uh, is there are rumors and talks of Grand Theft Auto V coming to Nintendo Switch. Ha <laughs> ha! Nope. Uh, maybe the the 360 version, but I don't think so. No. Do you want to know why this one's not going to happen? Because the biggest moneymaker and the biggest reason why Grand Theft Auto V is still relevant right now is mm-hmm. GTA Online. And Nintendo just doesn't have the online infrastructure. What are you talking about? You'd love to be able to connect with your friends in the Nintendo Switch app for GTA Online. Nope. Literally, with FIFA, you can't even fucking do that. You can't play with your friends online. Yeah, I'm I'm saying week. no to this one. I think you're, it's kind of the, oh, well, though some people just still love getting in a car in GTA, or I should say, sorry, stealing a car in GTA and then just driving around. Yeah, but that's not worth it for Rockstar. They're not going to make money there. Yeah. They're trying to get people into this GTA online ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's not going to happen. Just saying. So why the fuck did you bring it up? <laughs> because it's talked about. <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, silly, silly, silly. Do you have another story you want me to share another I've got, one? Yeah, I've got stories. Who you the hell stories? do you think I am? Oh, I'm so Queen Latifah? She's you all are... out of stories, apparently. Uh, I don't oh, know what man. that means. Oh, <laughs> I don't man. know what that means at all. I don't know either. I mean, she's been in a lot of movies. <laughs> she's She's been a part of many stories. Uh, do you watch Rick and Morty? No. You're but I think I know a story. I can't get into it. I've tried. But, sorry, my train of thought just went Queen Latifah, Queef Latina. Mulan Suasion Sauce? No. Szechuan. <laughs> Szechuan, sorry. No, Queen Latifah, Queef Latina. And then there was a very funny line on Rick and Morty last week where he calls the president the commander in Queef. Mm. And I said, mm, that's a very funny title. That is hysterical. Like that. You have now convinced me to watch Rick and Morty. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, la, la, la. There is... A shit ton, there are, excuse me, subject verb agreement, there are a shit ton of new accessories coming from Nintendo that are yeah. Mario themed and Zelda themed, and I want them all. Yeah, they look pretty Every great. single it, one of them. There's some kick ass pro controllers. Yes. Well, one ones suck, though. Those Joy Con controllers look so bad. Oh, the Joy Con grips? Nobody fucking yeah. wants Joy Con grips anyway, so. No. But there are some, like, some cases, I guess, if you're into cases, I hate cases for anything in my life. Uh, but pro controllers looked super sexy, especially that Zelda one. If you're into Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. but I want that Mario Odyssey, which I hear that I am. Uh, yeah, somebody told me that. I thought they were stupid, but then I heard that it was real, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, if that you're Mario Odyssey a, one's a really nice. Game too. cartridge case. Do people still buy physical thing, physical media? You can store it in yes. the new cases. People, some people love that you can get cartridges for the Switch again. I thought that was weird, but digital all the way. D-A-W, digital all the way, digital audio workspace. 
So yeah, those are cool. Go check those out. Uh, there's a huge gallery on IGN.com. I'm sure they're on Nintendo's website as well. La la la. Hey, what's next, Ka? What's next? I'll tell you what's next. We're Speaking gonna... of Ka... We're going to go with stick with Nintendo now, since you you brought that up. Um, The Metroid franchise, there are no plans for another remake, which is basically just code for Metroid Prime 4 is your next train stop. Like, that's where where you're going next. Um, Get on that Metroid train to Georgia. I'm happy for that. And I'm honestly not surprised. This is a franchise that was dormant for a very long time, and they announced two games at the same exact time. So I didn't... I'm honestly surprised they even had to come out and say that. But they were asked, so... They said that. So I'm really? happy. A company obliged when asked a question? I know. It's actually, that is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have one more Nintendo story I want to share to kind of get them out oh, of the way. Oh, yeah. Tell me all about Nintendo. Um, just quick little blurb. I just thought this is kind of, this is nice. Shovel Knight sold more units out of the gate. So on like launch day. Yeah. Um, out of the gate on Nintendo Switch than any other platform. <sighs> out of the gate, like day one sales, not... It sold more out of the gate on Nintendo than all of those combined ever. No, just it like if PlayStation when 4 comparing was the highest, day one sales basically. Yeah, like it sold more than the other consoles. Yeah, gotcha. I think it kind of shows that because there are wanna... games out there that play that they've sold better on PlayStation or on goddamn Switch mm-hmm. than all other platforms ever in time combined. I think what's notable about this though is that Shovel Knight had already been available on every other console. Yeah. For a while. Not like it, this was, you know, oh, like a week before it was on PlayStation 4. No, it had been out yeah. for like a year, two years. And actually, most I think like it's been out for a few years now. I so, think it helps that there was a, a bit of exclusivity in the content that was on there for at least a timed exclusivity. Yeah, but I think it goes version. to show that people are want to play that kind of game on the Switch. That, yes. Also, it was one of like four things available on the Switch. There was actually the a lot of games on launch day. There was like said, 20... At the time... At the time, no, there's like 20 games available. I bought it. There was Zelda. There was that's it. That's all there was. There was was Zelda, and then a day later came out Shovel Knight. Forgetting about the biggest one, and then like three years later came Arms. And now that we're finally 10 years into this life cycle, we're finally getting a fucking Mario game on Switch. It's about time. Oh, that I can't believe I don't have this new story put down on here. Uh, Nintendo's ramping up production of the Switch. Oh yeah, I didn't have that down either, but they are. Yeah, two million units a month. That's a lot, and they they're gonna sell through it, which means that they will sell more than ten million units this year if they are able to sell through that, which I think that they will be able to. And it's coming yeah. in right before Mario comes out, which is good business. Yeah, so, I think that's. I mean, they're they're starting now to be like reliably more often than not. You could probably find it on an mm-hmm. online retailer to order, which yeah. is good. Mario Odyssey is coming, so they're gonna have good stock for that. But also, they're finally starting to sell in China. They don't have an exact release date, but it's coming soon in China. So that's going to be a big push to be able to have those available totally. whenever it launches there. Yeah. But that's crazy. Two million a month. But this is now, um, I think they are now at a point where if this trend continues, and with two million a month, they will surpass the trend that's that's currently happening, uh, that they're currently seeing. This will be the the biggest seller for Nintendo in first year ever. Your first year ever. Since, or, sorry, since 1995. But still, that the Wii was probably the biggest one before that. So this is doing would well. like it's to doing play. Great. Do you remember that? That ad we campaign. would like to play, yeah. And two Japanese people show up at your front door, mm-hmm. ring the doorbell, and, and, and they just give you a little remote and said, we would like to play. And yep. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Get away from my I door. I love those ads. I remember there was that one point in the ad where they showed the guy who's playing Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. You remember this, that that guy in it? No. No? He just looked like really serious and like badass, like pointing his Wii controller at the screen. It was like the dark game that was coming out for the Wii. Oh, yeah. Like, all these games are for kids, but Metroid's for those adults out there. And he just looked, like, really, like, serious. And just You should try to find that clip. I think it's really funny. Your just, clip. Just, game advertisements 10 years ago were funny. They've always been funny, but something about gaming advertisements in the 20, 2000s were just really funny, I think. I don't know why. Nice. They just were. They just nice. were. That's my personal anecdote. That's actually kind of a good little anecdote. Is that a good Moving little anecdote? Moving into our topic of the day. Um, you have more news stories, right? Yeah, I'm just saying... Holton. <laughs> Let's do more news oh. and then we can do our topic of the day. I know you're excited, Chad. It's a great topic, and our audience this has is no what my idea. tongue looks like. Hey, guys, <laughs> moving from PlayStation to, I mean, why do I keep what a fucking call this stupid-ass beautiful console a PlayStation? It's a Switch. Maybe because all good things are PlayStation. Because you I'm just call it beautiful? Boy. I thought you hated your Switch. 
Excuse me? I'm just saying. I, I played Rabbids it. in Millennium Park on a bench while waiting for Entei to spawn. I couldn't do that on a PlayStation. <laughs> That's like Nintendo's wet dream right there. Like, what, you were doing well with <laughs> Nintendo products? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, PlayStation. Two things. One, PlayStation VR is getting a new model. Yeah. It is not a, it's not a complete redesign. It's just a couple of things to kind of streamline the process and make it just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, it is getting new integrated headphones. So yes. they are no longer just headphones that you plug into a thing. It's like kind of making it neater and kind of streamlining the cords and cable management yeah. part of it. The cords and cable, I think, is honestly the biggest deal. For, yeah. Yeah. I, the, there are a lot of cables. So they're streamlining the that and also making it finally HDR pass-through capable. Because if you have a PlayStation Explain right to now, our users what that means. Because I, I, I had to read into that to really understand what that meant. So you have a little breakout box that comes with your a, a processing unit that comes with your PlayStation, and your regular PlayStation plugs the HDMI cable goes into that, and then there's a cable that comes out of that processing box and goes to your TV. So all signal coming from your PlayStation, whether you're using VR or not, goes through that box. Mm-hmm. So the original one that they released a month after they announced HDR coming to all PlayStation units does not have HDR capability, mm-hmm. which means that if you like that high dynamic range, those beautiful colors and deep blacks and bright whites... Which it does make a big you, difference, HDR. It really it does. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. If you like all of that, you had to... you. It couldn't go through that processing unit. That processing unit wouldn't pass the HDR signal through. You'd just get your regular standard output. So you had to unplug your PlayStation 4 from the processing unit, plug it into the TV when you're going to do HDR stuff, and then when you do VR things, you unplug it from there, plug it back into the processing unit. So it was a big old pain in the ass, uh, which was kind of a big misstep on their part because they announced these products. Well, they announced the, the VR a long time ago before that, but still they released it right after they made a big deal about HDR with the PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. I think so this kind of makes that available. Yeah, I think the HDR is a is a big bigger deal for to me um just as a as a platform for VR than it is for a television. It's a big deal for televisions, but for VR, HDR is all about lifelike lighting. Well, to be clear, and VR go ahead, yeah. I I'm 99% sure VR is not HDR. Oh, it's not. So no, just what you're, you're what you're seeing in the headset is not high dynamic range. This just allows that high dynamic range signal to pass through to your TV, so you don't have to unplug and plug back in all the time. Oh, that's lame. Then I'm not all for that. I mean, to get those HDR screens in a VR unit would be pretty hefty. I don't think so. I'll look into it whenever you read whatever. Yeah, no, but, you're read uh, well, I guess that it'd be a big deal if they did. I also think that. All these enhancements sound nice. I, I have, I just, I'm suspicious, not negatively suspicious. It's a, a positive suspicion um, that this is really more about main, uh, how do you put it, streamlining the manufacturing of, of the VR. Yeah. And just making it so it's easier to manufacture these things. I have a suspicion that's part of what this is because the enhancements in and of themselves, to me, don't warrant a brand new VR headset. No. I think, especially the cabling, I think it's a big part of that too. There are so many wires on the original version. So that's just my, like, they're probably trying to streamline their manufacturing. Just like when um, the PSP, uh, um, not PSP, the PS Vita came out, and then they wanted to make one easier to manufacture, so they released the PS Vita uh, 2000 or whatever it's called, or Slim, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's kind of partly that. But beyond VR, I also got a little thing here about um, player unknown battlegrounds. Oh, sorry, about the... Sorry, about the redesign on the PSVR. Yeah. One, yeah, the screens inside the VR headset itself are not HDR. Okay. Two, I'm kind of bummed by that. They but only I get announced it. a release date. Sense. Yeah. They only announced a release date of October for Japan. No mm-hmm. US release date was announced yet for the US. Early version. next year. If yeah. it's not coming out, it's, if they haven't announced a release date, it's not coming out this year, early next no, year. No, I don't think it's coming out this year, but yeah. So if you're going to VR, the first you're probably going to be able that a console will be released in Japan significantly earlier than other territories. Yeah. If you count VR as a console, which I kind of do in this case. So um, PUBG dev is in talks with Sony about a PS4 version. Mm. The story's had a few developments throughout the week, but essentially what's happened is this rumor came out that they're talking to Sony about putting PUBG on the PlayStation 4, and now they're in talks with Microsoft about extending their exclusivity 
contract. Yeah. So I think there's two possibilities. One is they want more money out of Microsoft, so they kind of have this like, well, we're talking to PlayStation. Yeah. How much money make do you want to give us? On their part. And I also think that they just want to put it on PlayStation because eventually it'll just make more money when it's there. So my prediction right now is that PUBG will come out in the summer of next year on PlayStation 4. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. It can't be on Xbox be One. It just can't be. It's too big of a game, and they're only going to hurt themselves. And I think that even waiting until um, summer next year wouldn't be great. Because Fortnite is has their battle um, battle royale mode now, which yep. is on PlayStation Four. So for people free. Are say, "Well, for free, yeah." And I'll, well, if you bought, oh, yeah, actually, Fortnite's free, isn't it? That battle royale mode is free. free if play, you yeah. have the game. No, I think it's just free to play for that part, and then you can. Interesting. Buy... I might download that because I kind of want to try that out. So. Why would I buy an Xbox to play a game mode that I can play on my PlayStation 4, as you say, for free? So I think they're kind of hurting themselves by doing this. They really need to get on PlayStation to solidify them as the like Battle Royale game to play. So it's just going to open up a lot of different competitors to come out. Yeah. So uh, just... PS, yes, that Fortnite Battle Royale is free to play. That is awesome. I'm so going to get that. But that is all the news that I have, Chad. Nothing else important could have happened in the week because I didn't talk about it. You're not talk about Actually, there was. The president of PlayStation is stepping down. Okay, that is important. So I that's, totally forgot. that's pretty huge. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> what was the reason? I forgot about that. Um, so Andy House, who we yeah. mentioned last week, was talking about you know Vita and saying Nintendo's not... Uh, or the handheld hybrid console isn't a solution that they were looking into mm-hmm. um he is i'm just going to read this article from GameSpot. andrew house the president of sony interactive entertainment has stepped down in a statement sony said that currently that current deputy president john codera is taking over for house as president and chief executive officer of sie effective immediately as for house he's staying with sie through the end of the year quote to ensure a smooth transition end quote even after his time is up, House is staying connected to SIE as he's moving into the role of director and chairman of SIE. So he's just getting a, a new Yeah, job, he's kind of moving to a different area. He says, I'm tremendously proud of what we've built with PlayStation and Sony Interactive Entertainment, entertaining millions globally with the best in games and creating a fully-fledged digital entertainment company, House said in a statement. PlayStation has been a huge part of my life for more than 20 years, but with the business having achieved record-breaking success, now seemed to be the right time for me to pursue new challenges. I shall always treasure the friendships and people that have made SIE such a wonderful place to work. I'm also grateful to PlayStation fans and gamers around the world for their loyalty and support. John and the team at SIE are world-class, and I know uh, the future of PlayStation is very bright. So the guy who's going to be taking over for him has been there for a year um, as the current deputy president, so it's not like he's a newcomer. So he's mm-hmm. he knows Sony, he knows PlayStation. Uh, and Andrew House is just like, yeah, we're in a good place, record-breaking, time to step down. I think it's a smart move. Like It is. It's better to do this now than when it's like, okay, PlayStation 5 came out and no one bought it and we're in shambles and let's get new leadership in here. Please, God, let's save right. ourselves. Like, yeah. And suddenly that's what you post to your LinkedIn profile. I yeah. was the guy who launched PlayStation 5 and it tanked. Yeah, exactly. So that was a smart move on his part. I also think, too, that when you are successful like that, get new ideas in there to work yeah. off of the success that you do have. Yep. So I also think that this is a sign that maybe PlayStation Five is coming sooner. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it's there that's was a, a that's a total speculation. I have nothing else to back that on, other than maybe they want to have some fresh eyes in that launch. Maybe, maybe. maybe, maybe. But Andrew has did a good job. I mean, PlayStation Four was hugely successful. He's been there a long time. Good for him. He took over from Jack Trenton. Jack Trenton actually kind of did the same thing. He he was there in the PS3 days when they were like struggling to keep up, and they finally brought themselves back from the ashes. And then PS4 launched, and it was record-breaking, best-selling console of the generation. And then he's like, cool. Peace, y'all. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Good for them. Okay, so now everything we've talked about is the most important thing, and nothing else can be important because we finally mentioned, which was actually probably the biggest story <laughs> of the week. <laughs> so we have a good topic this week. I'm excited about Ooh, this topic. what's our topic this week? Introduce Basically, it. Tell me all about it. Read me a story. It's a pretty simple question, actually. Okay. Has gaming gone mainstream? And I think to mm. kind of define what that really means is movies are mainstream, books, of course, are mainstream, music is mainstream. Have games hit that? And I think the answer is kind of complicated. 
But I'm curious what your thoughts are on that first before I tell my correct answer to the question. I think that they are def- gaming in general is moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And it is no longer the the talk around gaming in government and public perspective is it's no stupid. longer <laughs> oh my god, all they are is beating hookers and shooting people to death. The only game that exists is Grand Theft Auto. Exactly, yeah. That's what it was 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, So it's definitely evolving past that, and things are getting recognized. Like, um, everybody's gone to the Rapture, won several BAFTAs at the Mm -hmm. British and Fine Art, whatever the fucking British awards are. Um, So them being recognized is helping, and they are definitely moving towards becoming more mainstream, and more people are gaming. One, because cell phones are a thing and they're in your Mm -hmm. pocket and everyone has access to it and two because it's kind of compared to a lot of other things a kind of inexpensive hobby yeah it it is i i definitely agree that this is definitely the most mainstream that games have ever been i mean if you were a kid playing an nes back in the 80s you were a nerd like i was a nerd for like talking about zelda the school playground and talking about pokemon the school playground i don't think that would happen as much Anymore, I think no. that games is like it is a standard thing. But I do think that yeah, because it is... every fucking kid is playing Minecraft. Yeah, no, exactly. Every kid's playing Minecraft. That's a great example of games going mainstream as well. Yeah, I mean Minecraft is used in educational aspects as well. Yeah, which is, is fascinating. Um, but it, I think it's a little more complicated because like movies are mainstream in the sense that when you know the Oscars come out, there's more discussion about what's going to get best best picture than when, like, the video game awards come out. Even a lot of video gamers are like, yeah, whatever, man, I don't really care about that. So, like, there's still some hurdles that kind of have to be passed, I think. And, yeah, you have mobile games that are, I mean, ubiquitous in society nowadays. Like, everyone plays mobile games. Like, my mom, who isn't a gamer, loves playing threes and words with friends on her phone. Like, but she's not a gamer, you know what I mean? So, like... yeah. But I do think that game is there's two types of games. There's the mobile games and there's more of that like hardcore style game on a PlayStation and an Xbox and a Nintendo. Like I don't think that <clears> has <throat> fully gone mainstream yet. Until like it's like like um a movie's gonna release against a video game coming out because it's not gonna interfere. Until yeah. like saying, Oh crap, you know, new Mario games coming out the same day that the Star Wars movie's coming out, like I don't know what I'm going to do, man. That doesn't really happen. Not in America, at least. Not in America, at least, yeah. There's, like, in, in Japan, when dra- when a new Dragon Quest comes out, people mm-hmm. call off work. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that, like, those, like, kind of hardcore experiences still haven't hit that mainstream mark yet. But, like, I guess, like, one term I kind of keep running in my head is we have that term gamer still. Oh, you're a gamer. There's no, like, oh, are you a movier? Do you movie? Like, I kind of a I kind of a make that connection to like people play games whether mm-hmm. it's words with friends or threes on their phone and then there are gamers and those are the people who play a lot of video games and it's yeah. kind of one of their big hobbies mm-hmm. just like there are people who oh yeah I'll go see whatever Catherine Heigl movies out now versus yeah. movie buffs totally people who go see all the indie movies and they're really into all right i'm gonna go see every oscar film before the oscars come on Mm -hmm. and so i think there are people like that in every medium um there's differences though in gaming though and i totally agree like you're definitely not like wrong but i think there's a a a distinction with gaming where that we like both play breath of the wild as an example i know you didn't like as much as i do but we'll just use as an example we both play breath of the wild and i'm like oh dude it was so good you gotta play this game you couldn't then go to like you know your grandma and be like, oh my gosh, Breath of the Wild was so good, Grandma. I know you're playing Wars with Friends, <laughs> but you gotta try Breath of the Wild. Whereas, like, I just saw Blade, we just both saw Blade Runner over the weekend. Yeah. And it was a great movie. It didn't do very well at the box office, but I can still go to someone and say, dude, you gotta see Blade Runner. And they're not gonna be like, how do I do it? I don't know if I can do the Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> that's just not yeah, a hurdle. Yeah, there is still that little hurdle of the controller. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true that, like, there are movie buffs. There are, like, oh, you haven't seen all of Quentin Tarantino's movies? Do you like movies? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I think is helping make gaming more mainstream is that, as a medium, they're also growing up. Yes. Like they, they, if you think back to E3 or any gaming event a decade ago, when booth babes were a thing, 
when <laughs> they would literally hire scantily clad women yep. with giant boobs to stand outside of their booths to have people come play their games because progress. they wanted all of the yeah exactly <laughs> we've like made that kind so of much progress nowadays. on that crap yeah we've gone from having booth babes trying to entice you to play a game to having games talk about death and loss and yeah. mental illness like hellblade journey and rapture and like totally so i think games as a medium are growing up as well which is helping make them more mainstream and more acceptable and i do think that and we kind of already talked about this but like you know there's no stigma really on it yeah there's not that like gamer doesn't isn't a negative doesn't have a negative connotation to it anymore and i do actually think that it is because of games like journey and things like that that have really changed that Right, but there are still types of games like um, World of Warcraft or like League of Legends that are still kind of like, oh, you play like League, I see, kind of thing. Like, and I'm not making fun of anyone who plays League. Like, if you love League of Legends, awesome. But no, those are the but those are kind of like games the, take over your life kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like movies don't like movies as a platform might, but I guess like. But no one's saying, like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and watch Midnight in Paris over and over and over and over again because I really loved it so much. Like, I guess there are exceptions, oh, like, children. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you know how many times my that. niece has seen Frozen? <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Now they're on Sean the Sheep, so. I love Nick Park animation. Yeah. I have seen Wallace and Gromit and all that stuff so many times. I love Wallace and Gromit. Mm, not my cup of tea. Really? Yep. You're not crackers for, for Wallace and Gromit? I'm just no, crackers I'm, for cheese, Gromit. That no? sounds awful. Oh, it's no. so good stuff. Such good stuff. And actually, I saw the Shaun the Sheep movie. I paid to go see the Shaun the Sheep movie, and I loved it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Chicken Run? Chicken Run's great. I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. Yeah, see? It's good stuff. I saw that when I was like three. Yeah, and I still And I knew it. at the moment. I was like, <laughs> I hate this style of animation. I just think that the visual, uh, the visual humor is really funny, and it's just they're they're charming characters. They're just sort of like styles of animation and stop motion and things like that. Like some stop motion is beautiful to me, like mm-hmm. Kubo and the Two Strings or Nightmare Before Christmas, and then there's like Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah, or like Chicken Run, where I'm like, oh, I just don't like looking at this. Yeah, this actually kind of makes me think about how, and this is totally tying into our, our topic. I'm not saying that sarcastically. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's not, and I'm not saying that sarcastically at all. So, like, Walt Disney, right, um, yeah. when he was making uh, Snow White, right, that was one of the first, you know, full-length animated movies. And he said, I know we will be successful if people cry, if people have an emotional response to this. Not if we sell tickets, but if people cry in the theater. I don't think that's happened with games yet. Like, I've had an emotional response to Last of Us. You haven't cried during a video game yet? But I haven't. I didn't cry. No, I haven't. Oh, my God. I cry during video games all the fucking time. Like, not when you die because you're a pussy. But, like, when do you cry? No, I don't ever (laughs) die because I'm fucking great at games. You never die when you play Bloodborne or Dark Souls. No. Never. No, I had to carry your ass through that whole game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just jump into combat. I'm like, oh, the enemies are there. Let's go. <laughs> Holden, you have two health. Heal. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Oh, no, um, man. I cry all the time in games. Well, I'm curious. About just what games have you cried in? I'm curious. Uh, Last of Us, Journey, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Hellblade, Uncharted 4. Um, See, I had emotional responses to like Thomas was alone. I haven't beaten Thomas is Alone. I, I started playing, and I'm like, this is really good. I'm, I'm going to finish this, and then I never did. It's beautiful. Did. That Dragon Cancer. So many games. I agree those games are emotional. Like, Last of Us, the, the opening scene is heart-wrenching. I've already mentioned this podcast many times that when there's a moment where you think, um, Elena, is it Elena? Yep. Yeah, and uh, Uncharted 4 dies, and you're like, oh, my God, Elena. And I called out, like, oh, my God, Elena, and I felt like... But I didn't cry. Like, I didn't have, like, whereas, like... It's because you binged two of those games and skipped one and didn't have the emotional connection to the characters like I did because I appreciated and played those games over four, five, six, seven that's years. That's a very, very valid point. I gave my, uh, I gave a, who was it? I, my first roommate a hard time because I loved the ending of Lost and I remember getting very emotional oh, yes. at, the end of, at the end of Lost. And my roommate was like, yeah, I didn't get that. I'm like, yeah, because you watched the whole series in a week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I totally get that. Totally get that. Lost was there for like four years of my life. I binge watched the first two seasons, then 
watch it live, and it does become a part of your life. So I won't yep. give you a hard time for that one. But I, I, I guess for me, I haven't cried in a game yet, mostly because Nintendo games are emotional. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right. There's no story. Yeah. Oh my God, Zelda! I saved you. Oh my God. Oh my God! I got the Triforce back together again. <laughs> oh my God, Peach was in this castle. <laughs> yeah so that's that's i hadn't thought about that there are some games that make people cry i just i guess i'm a heartless yeah. heartless bastard i guess how yep. dare i be so heartless interesting Very i still i still do stick to the fact that actually in speaking of bloodborne and dark souls i still to stick to that that those games are like the uh super niche games in the sense of like it's a movie that, if it were a movie, like it'd be something people just wouldn't play or wouldn't watch, kind of thing. Like there's some movies like, oh, I, I would never yeah. ever ever watch that. You might be like, okay, fine, you pulled my arm, I'll watch this stupid scary movie, kind of thing. But Bloodborne, like people be like, yeah, I just I just don't do that. I just don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's something that yeah. we'll kind of always see in games. Not that that's a bad thing. I think it distinguishes video games if anything else, because it is a know. challenge I... that you're overcoming in some games. I won't watch a Nick Cage movie. Are there Nick Cage movies to watch that are I won't worthwhile? I watch a Keanu Reeves movie. Still won't see John Wick. You won't see John Wick? No, nope, I don't it's... do. I don't do Keanu Reeves. Nope, John I don't Wick fuck is with Keanu Reeves. John Wick is awesome. No, nope. The Matrix. That after the Matrix trilogy, I was like, all right. I don't the first fuck one's with the Reeves only anymore. good one. The first one's the only good one. Some people are like, well, the second one was pretty good. No, it wasn't. The second one was not good. Only yeah. the first one was good. Keanu Reeves is not good. Um, I really, really liked Keanu Reeves in um, in what was that movie? The Lake House. It was he no. Was you know what he was great so in? Great. Keanu was great in the movie Keanu when he was not Keanu, but he was in fact a cat because that movie was hysterical. <laughs> he wasn't even in that movie. No, he was not. But Keanu the cat. Shout out to Keanu. I haven't seen that movie. before. I've not seen that movie before. It's so funny. Well, I probably won't see that. If I'm being honest you with you. I think it's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's very, very, very funny. Yeah. Um, we're talking about movies at this point. I just could talk about Blade Runner because that movie was so good. Oh, God. I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners. We but that movie is yeah. the most beautiful, stunning cinematography I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. And I can't wait to freaking see it again in HDR mm -hmm. all over my pussy. I went to go see it. I've seen it twice now, which are probably the only ones because it only brought in $30 million at the box office. Which yeah, is kind of upsetting, um, but I went to go see the theater uh, here in uh, New England. It's my favorite theater ever. It's an IMAX, but they also mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. like the new highest edge, uh, highest end like laser projection system. So like all the colors yeah. are like that much better. They have the next generation sound for IMAX. All the seats are Tempur Pedic, mm. and they have what they call butt kickers underneath all the seats. So like when the soundtrack really starts kicking in, when like stuff starts happening, like your seat shakes and stuff, like literally is a kick in the ass it is and it's awesome it was great but i mean i don't want to go into spoilers in the movie just because people haven't seen it yet or probably won't see it at all but you should is, everyone should go see it it's probably my favorite movie to come out this year oh absolutely it's just i think it's it's like a defining sci-fi movie for our generation i would completely agree with that it is just so it's so beautifully shot it's Interesting from scene to scene. Like, although it's not the fastest paced movie, there wasn't a single scene where I was like, oh, this is like really taking me out of it. Like, it just, every scene I'm like, ooh, that's really interesting. I, that was really and it's cool. Just like, slow yeah. tension building the entire yeah. movie, too. Absolutely. Oh, so good. Also, a masterclass in how to do a proper sequel. Yes, absolutely. Even if it is, I don't know how many decades it, later. Well, not even that. It's also how to make a sequel that stands on its own without, like, having you didn't really need to see the first one to enjoy this movie you didn't really need to but man you should you should absolutely because blade runner yeah. is also a defining science fiction yeah if, movie if you're gonna the last see century. this movie watch blade runner the final cut first but it, if you don't though like i don't think you'll be lost they do a pretty good job no. of explaining there is one scene which i won't say what it is but i think you know what scene i'm talking about where you see a, a returning character and if you hadn't known who that yeah. character was it might not have been impactful in the yeah. same way but you still kind of get an idea of what the meaning of that character is without knowing their history in the first movie. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying to yeah, be as yeah. vague about it as possible, but I think you know what I meant. And anyone yeah. who had seen the movie should know what I mean by that. It was Such so good. Such a good film. Really good. And also watching it a second time as well, 
didn't feel like super long. It's a three hour movie, but it didn't feel very long even the second time knowing what's going to happen. If anything, you're yeah. like you're paying attention to small details, being like, oh, they did that. Oh, they said that. Like, it's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. What is that from? Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, maybe I've just heard a lot of other people do it because I've never seen that. It's a really good show, and it came back last week, and it was awesome. It was super funny. Yeah, I'm not a Seinfeld person, so. Oh, this episode Well, the great. last 15 minutes of our gaming podcast has been movies, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are games mainstream? Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about movies, though. <laughs> yeah, obviously not, because we'd rather talk about movies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, just to bring it back to the topic again, one yeah. thing, and I was looking into this i didn't look into it too much but it kind of intrigued me there was a few ted talks about uh video games being used as textbooks and that that's a sign of them becoming mainstream i don't know what is it's also a weird concept huh like experience and even like vr you see this like you don't read the news you will do vr news where you kind of experience it yeah and that's interesting concept. oh that sounds awful With because certain all news the news stories. is is political corruption and murder yeah, you just, like, put your VR headset on and just some guys getting stabbed in front of you and, like, you know, last night. Oh, my God. What's happening? That sounds terrible. Terrible. Yeah. The New York Times is doing VR news. I think they that want to do awful. it so it's, like, this is what the Middle East is like, so you know how horrible America really is. <laughs> I think that's really the whole purpose of it. The Middle East is actually a great place, and we live in a shithole with a yeah. shitty president. It's Commander gr- in Queef. <laughs> They have tons of freedoms over there. Just tons of freedom at the wazoo in the Middle East. It's crazy. It's a wonderful world. Yeah. But yeah. Do we have an interrogative this week? I think we don't actually have an interrogative oh. this week. Sounds like our quote-unquote readers, listeners, have been <laughs> slacking off. <laughs> we always get email responses saying, hey, please talk about this question on your show. And we're like, all right, out of all the questions... Jeez, we'll yeah, talk most about of them this get one. thrown in the trash. Yeah, most of them. We, I mean, we'd love to talk about all of them. Most of them are but... about how great I am at Pokemon Go. So, How do you be good at Pokemon Go? <sighs> to do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it a lot. <laughs> you tap faster than everyone else, maybe? I don't know. Oh. Um, I guess we don't have anything to talk about. I guess something that um, was interesting to me is I didn't get a chance to play it, but the beta for Battlefront 2 was this weekend. Oh, God damn it! did you get to play Octopath Traveler? Oh, I did play a little bit of you it. You did? Tell me. Okay, I didn't get the chance to play I, I, it. I'll it. say this, actually. I want to play more of it before I talk about it, because I okay. only played a little bit. So next week, we'll talk about Octopath Traveler. We're not going to talk but shit, then. Battlefront 2, apparently, from what I heard of from Gus, is that it is quite good and a big improvement over the first one. You guys remember Gus, the potato guy from, like, episode 3? Yeah, Yukon Potato, Yukon Gold Potatoes. Yukon Gold Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what a good episode that was. Go that back was and listen to that episode, guys. Not a lot. It was Mario Kart episode. Yeah, it was the Mario Gus Kart Gusto. one, yeah. Because Mario Gus is very good at Mario Kart 64. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. But he's also really good at Smash Bros. He kicks ass at Smash Bros. I believe it. Yeah. He says he bought a Switch just because he knows that one day Smash Bros. will come to it. That's And dumb. he'll be ready. That's so dumb. He also likes Zelda. That's also dumb. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the best game. So oh, good. that's all we got for you this week on Split Screen Gaming Podcast. So come back next week. Give us a listen. Subscribe on our goddamn channel. Share it with your friends in their goddamn inboxes. Do people use inboxes? People email nowadays. What's the... Is, yep. Bye, guys.